Bonga Nasi ni podcast iliyonakiliwa kutoka Twitter Space ya Horizon TV Mubashara na kusambazwa kama podcast kupitia anka.fm/horizontv Kenya. Ungana nasi tukichambua masala mbalimbali katika jamii. Tubidi wazinasema emulatu Ladies and gentlemen, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. It's a pleasure to have you on this platform of the Horizon TV spaces. Uh, we are going to indulge on our uh, segment uh, Bonga Nasi and we have quite a good panel today. So I hope you will all benefit. So let me just uh, do a quick introduction. Uh, we have Abdi Wahab, who is a regional coordinator, Danish Refugee Council. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh Abdul Wahab. Karibu sana. Please just uh, um, pass some few comments about what you do so that we can uh, indulge. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you very much for inviting me on this platform. And uh, um, it's a pleasure having to talk and discuss this important topic with all all uh, all, all the participants on this on this on this platform um my name as you've heard is abdul wahab ibrahim i work with uh, the danish refugee council uh, the kenya kenya chapter um and basically our work uh, covers the entire northern kenya both in the northeast and the northwest uh, the northeast which covers the kenya along the kenya somalia ethiopia border and also the northwest which covers basically along the kenya uganda south sudan uh, border um and uh, just a correction i'm not the head of I'm, I'm not the regional coordinator but i'm the head of program for humanitarian uh, disarmament peace building and and um, and and uh, and peace building and generally uh, disasters like drought also fall within my 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 docket so that's just a brief introduction about myself uh, if it is okay then i can go ahead with uh, the background to the to the to the topic today Nam, uh, allow me to also introduce the other speakers, then we'll come back to you, inshallah. Uh, we also have on the panel Sheikh Jamaluddin, Imam Jamia Mosque. Karibu sana, al-akh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'm very humbled to be in part of this uh, conversation. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us and grant us tawfiq. And inshallah, we are looking for a way forward on how we can help our brothers and sisters who are going through this uh, drought in Kenya. And it is our responsibility so that it is our responsibility as Muslims and as human beings, we are supposed to save lives. And inshallah, I'm planning to share some few things and some few reminders uh, based on the Quran and the Sunnah. And what are the virtues when you stand by your brother during the time of need? Um, shukran, jazakallah khair. We also have on the, on the platform, uh, my name is Muhammad Asghar Tariq. Karibu sana, please uh, share a few comments about uh, what you do, Allah. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. It's uh, an absolute honor to be on this platform, mashallah, with the other humanitarians and uh, our uh, revered Sheikh, Sheikh Jamaluddin, as well as uh, personality like you. Barakallahu fikum. Uh, Alhamdulillah. We as uh, Al-Khair Foundation, which is basically uh, a Kenya branch, uh, we, we work with uh, uh, most of the humanitarians and uh, basically we, 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 we do 
uh, concentrate on about five thematic areas here in Kenya and uh, beyond Kenya as well, because we are the regional office. So we basically will, uh, concentrate on WASH, that is water and sanitation hygiene. We also concentrate on livelihood programs, education, and uh, healthcare, that is maternal healthcare. And our, more, our core uh, thematic area is uh, emergency response. So that's basically what we do. And I'm glad that, inshallah, uh, being on this platform, we'll be able to elaborate how we are going to coordinate this uh, uh, emergency response, which is unfolding before our eyes. Jazakumullah khairan. Nam shukran jazila. Now we are heading into our segment on Bonga Nasi, where we are able to interact and uh, discuss the pandemic that's... Uh, um, happening in the northern part of Kenya. So without uh, further ado, let me welcome Abdul Wahab. Please paint for us the picture. How does the situation look like in regards to uh, the statistics on the ground uh, where you are? Thank you very much once again. Uh, yeah, so this actually is a pandemic. As you've mentioned it, it's a disaster. Um, there is severe drought situation going on in northern Kenya, basically in all the Asal counties. Uh, Asal basically means arid and semi-arid lands, for those of you who uh, might not be familiar with the abbreviation. Uh, people in the Asal region are facing a dire situation as we speak. Uh, their lives are being affected by the impact of drought ravaging the region, and, and actually it's, it's even going beyond the region covering also some parts of Somalia and some parts of uh, neighboring countries like Ethiopia. Um, and and uh, this actually has been a slow onsetting disaster, uh, meaning the situation has been uh, building up quite over some time now. Uh, this has been caused by a back-to-back -back poor rainy seasons. For example, the short rains which we normally receive in, in, in October, November, December, for 2020 uh, failed, uh, was, was very poor in, in its performance. And then the long rains, which were expected to fall between uh, March, April, and May, that is 2021, it also underperformed. So, so it, was, it was very uh, below average. Uh, and, and it was also sparsely di distributed in terms of space and, um, and, and, and time. Um, and, and the forecast, for, for, the, for the short rains this year, basically we are expecting short rains in October, November, December. Uh, the, the forecasts are also very depressing. Uh, the, the, weather, uh, the weather experts are predicting that the rains are going to fail again. So basically that means by December this year, if it doesn't rain, then we are talking about three consecutive seasons of rain failure. In, uh, in, in, in this region, uh, in this country, and, and particularly in the regions of Northern Kenya, where we are talking about severe uh, impact of, of the situation. And this situation, if it were the drought alone, uh, perhaps it would have been manageable to some extent, but this situation has been compounded by the fact that there have been other aggravating factors, like for example, we've, we've been battling COVID-19 pandemic, uh, which, which is a disaster that has engulfed the whole world. And this region and this country has not been spared. Uh, and then, of course, just not very far ago, 
we we experienced uh, locust invention uh, in, in that part of the world, basically uh, reducing the, the vegetation, the little vegetation that 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 had sprouted as a result of the of the little rain that was received. Uh, so so the desert locust also contributed to the to the to the to the disaster, uh, to the compounding of the disaster, and of course. Uh, as a result of all of these factors and many factors, there is general commodity price spikes. The main com food prices in the region, if you talk of maize, milk, meat, uh, everything that human beings require for their livelihoods, uh, the food prices have gone up uh, in most of those areas, in most of the, uh, basically in all the, 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 the Asal uh, northern counties. And, and of course, uh, if, you, if you are aware of the history of, of the border areas in this country, basically along the Kenya-Somalia border, Kenya-Ethiopia border, uh, insecurity incidences have also made it difficult, especially for those people who keep livestock, uh, so that uh, some areas which perhaps could be having something little for livestock to graze on cannot be ventured into because of insecurity. Um, and, and of course, then uh, you can talk of many livestock and also human diseases that have also impacted uh, the people uh, in the in the region so the figures which i will later on uh, talk about uh, in, in in a short while uh, both in number of people and in, in emergency and the resources required to respond uh, is is actually are just actually estimates which are according to me just uh, very conservative because as this situation continues biting as we approach November, December, and the rains, the short rains fail again, then the numbers and also the resources required to, to respond will definitely skyrocket. Uh, the proportion of children at risk of malnutrition in all the northern Kenyan counties, as we speak, is, is, is on the rise. Uh, and there are statistics and figures out there. Uh, basically, uh, there are credible statistics from the Kenya Food Security Steering Group. Uh, there are also credible statistics from the National Drought Management Authority. UN bodies like FAO, WFP, and UN OCHA have also uh, weighed in with, with quite a number of statistics. I may not be able to share everything here, but uh, inshallah, maybe after these discussions, we can make follow-up, maybe bilaterally, one-on-one, one -on -one, and, and share some of the statistics that may be in my position. Uh, so, 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 the, so the proportion of children at risk of maltreatment is on the rise in all the Assam counties. Uh, in addition to that, families are now forced to cover longer distances to access water for domestic and also for livestock use, as water resources have have dried up. Uh, basically, we are talking of 80% of all the open water surfaces, like dams and ponds, having dried up. And as we approach December, the remaining 20% are also expected to dry up, basically rendering water a uh, very severe scarcity. Basically, in normal times, people used to trek for about seven to 10 kilometers to the nearest water point to collect water. But as more water points are drying up, that distance has now increased from 10, between 10 to 15 kilometers. So you can imagine families walking 10 to 15 kilometers to look for water for for drinking and also water for their for their for their livestock and and, and in normal times uh, a normal uh, a household used to consume about 30 uh, liters per person per day but now that amount has reduced to between 10 uh, between 7 to 10 liters per person per day uh, so so you can imagine the impact of 
you know, the, 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 the drought alone, I mean, the water alone, uh, amidst all, all, all the other indicators that, that I may mention later on. In some of the areas, the locals are looking for wild fruits and root tubers to supplement their diet. And most of the herders have crossed over to neighboring countries like Tanzania, Uganda, Ethiopia, and Somalia, depending on which country is nearer to you. There is also a lot of movement of livestock and people between counties. For example, people in Garissa, most of them are moving towards uh, some of the coastal counties like uh, Lamu uh, and, 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 uh, and Isiolo. Uh, and, and basically, so, so there's a lot of inter-county movements with livestock and people looking for water and pasture. And this has impacted not only the livestock movement, it has also impacted the number of children in schools or even in madrasas because some of the children are moving with their, with their parents in, in, in search of pasture and water. And, and therefore, enrollment in schools and, and madrasas and, and, and retention is also becoming an issue as a result of uh, the, this forced movement of, of children with, with, their, with, their, with, their, with their parents. Uh, families are sharing the relief maize they are receiving with their cows and goats. People are preparing porridge and giving it to the goats and, and the cows, and, and sometimes even forcing their children to stay hungry so that their, the cows would not die. Uh, they are, they are, they are in some areas, hardy, hardy animals like camels and donkeys are also reported to be dying. And, and when camels and donkeys start dying, then you can imagine the severity of that drought. Uh, wildlife uh, are being forced, they are dying out there in the bush, and, and some of them are being forced to come to the homesteads to look for food and water. And some human beings, some, some, some touching stories of human beings sharing water and food they have with, with some wild animals which, who have ventured into their households. Are, are, are all over in, in are, are being told all over in northern Kenya, particularly in Mandera, where 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 I am. Uh, many schools in the rural areas and on the verge of closure because of the reasons that I've just mentioned, uh, and and there is a risk of intercommunal competition for these scarce resources. Uh, come uh, are going to be intense with with the increasing impact of of drought. As you are all aware. President Uhuru Kenyatta announced uh, drought as a national disaster on 8th September 2021. And consequently, the president instructed the National Treasury and, and the Ministry of Interior and coordination of national government to spearhead government efforts. Government has, 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 has uh, reported that they have put in 2 billion Kenya shillings to, to assist with, with the drought. But given the enormity of the drought, that is just a drop in the ocean. Uh, if For those of you who've been following news from northern Kenya, you may have heard that the, the UN President Coordinator, Dr. Stephen Jason, visited Wajia on Thursday. And while in Wajia, he, he, he raised, um, uh, they flagged the Kenya drought flash appeal call. Uh, and and, and they, have, they, have, they are asking for US dollar 139.5 million to deliver relief to 1.3 million people whose lives have been hardest hit by the crisis. Uh, the appeal actually brings together quite a number of humanitarians uh, and also NGOs and INGOs, the Red Cross and, and government departments. Uh, and and, 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 and they, have, they also reported that from what they've already gotten in terms of donations and water view, uh, the, 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 the flash appeal still has a gap of one, uh, US dollar 111 million, which is basically translates to about 11.1 billion Kenya shillings 
uh, and and that is that is that is just from the UN uh, UN UN appeal. Uh, you should not forget that the region is also hosting huge population of refugees, particularly in Dadaab in Garissa, and and uh, and and also if you go to the northwest, uh, you know areas around Kakuma. And the United Nations World Food Program has announced cuts in food rations for 440,000 refugees in Kenya due to severe funding shortfalls and also due to, uh, you know, the impact of corona, drought, and, and, and all of those issues that, that are really impacting on, on, the, on the situation on the ground. Thank you very much, Abdul uh, uh, Wahab, for painting for us that uh, picture. Uh, so we're able to uh, note a uh, few things that you are able to say that the impact of uh, COVID-19, the locust invasion, and also the increase in commodity. Uh, you also painted the picture around insecurity, um, children, malnutrition, subhanAllah. Uh, the statistics are kind of scary for me here. But uh, I also read somewhere, like on a light note, someone was saying, um, Living in Kenya is so hard, even the locusts had to go away. Subhanallah. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's uh, bring Sheikh Jamaluddin uh, into this. Um, Sheikh Jamaluddin, could you kindly tell us maybe in regards to our role as Muslims and Kenyans in uplifting the situation of our brothers and sisters in the North? Kindly um, inform us what's uh, the way to go. First of all, I want to thank you for this opportunity and we ask Allah Taala to bless us and grant us tawfiq in these few minutes that have been given to us. Um, as you know, that as Brother Abdul Haba had already mentioned that the president had declared this as a national disaster. Uh, he had mentioned some few points whereby we lack, uh, it's been three rainy seasons that we've not had. And for example, now there's also, we are expecting some rainy season during December. And unfortunately, we might also, it's been forecasted that we might have less rain. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he grant us uh, ease and we get rain. Because if we get rain, a lot of the problems we have will be solved. He also mentioned that also there's this COVID-19 pandemic that also has been has been has been really problematic to the community and also around the world. Now there've been a locust invention locust invention was there also and the food prices have hiked have been hiked because of the current situation. Children have been affected. There've been less enrollment of children bathed schools or madrasa and also retaining the schools who have been retaining the students who have been studying there previously. Now is also a problem because most of the students cannot come up to school or madrasa because they're already hungry. Not only that, even the animals are dying. Now, if, he, if Brother Abdulhab is mentioning that the camels themselves are dying, and we know that the camels, uh, they can stay for a long period of time without water, but they are dying out of hunger and thirst. That just shows how bad the situation is. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this thing easy for all of us and to grant us ease. Now, uh, what is our duty as human beings, as Muslims? What is our duty? First is going back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seeking forgiveness because all the root of this problem comes from the fact that we lack rain. And getting rain uh, is not in our hands. It's in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the first thing is we seek his forgiveness and we seek his guidance and we seek his assistance. 
and we ask for his assistance. And the Prophet Sallallahu whenever there was a drought, sometimes he would go out of the mosque and he would go and pray with 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 the companions, which is known as Salat al-Istisqa. So one thing that is obligated upon us is to pray Salat al-Istisqa uh, and Dua al-Istisqa. There's of two types. Salat al-Istisqa is when we decide we go out of town or we go to a common area where it's an open area and we pray and we seek Allah for forgiveness, the same way we pray for Salat al-Eid. And the other way is the when when the khatib, the one who's giving the Friday someone is on the member, he raises his hands and he prays and he says, Allahumma sqina, Allahumma sqina, Allahumma sqina, oh Allah grant us rain, grant us rain. Now, this is what we're supposed to do. First is going back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Secondly, if the funds have been collected and, and we have leaders who are, have been given those money either by the national government or by NGOs, or the NGOs themselves, they get donations from people, they, they need to be transparent and to make sure that the, the food until and the last cent and the last drop of food that is meant to reach the people in need is supposed to reach them. That is our responsibility, and we should hold them accountable. If any money that is meant for the people who are in need is misused, we should hold them accountable. And lastly, um, on, a, on an individual capacity, on an individual capacity, what me and you can do, we're supposed to save humanity, and we're supposed to save people who are not uh, in a position to feed themselves, either be it out of drought or be it um, out of poverty. And one of the actions which is most emphasized in Islam is feeding other people. Uh, we can see this clearly in the way the Prophet ﷺ encouraged us to provide iftar to Muslims in Ramadan. And also he commanded us to give zakat al-fitr, fitr to feed the poor on Eid al-fitr, and to also distribute meat on the other days of Eid al-Abha. Now, giving food and sharing food is a way of taking care of the vulnerable and bringing the community together. Now, with that in mind, um, we should understand that Giving food and helping people when there's when there's drought is one is one of the best Islamic traits that a Muslim could have. In fact, the Prophet ﷺ, there's a narration that was narrated by Bukhari, Imam Bukhari, Abdullah ibn Amr anhu said, "In fact, one day a man asked the Prophet ﷺ, what is the best Islamic trait?" Then the Prophet ﷺ said, "If you get an opportunity to feed the people, feed them." Now, other than feeding them, and he said, you greet those whom you know and those whom we do not know. Now, these are very two good characteristics of a true believer. He feeds people, and he gives salam. He greets whoever he knows and those who he doesn't, he doesn't know. Now, you will be following the sunnah, and also in the hadith, the accounts of a hadith about the Prophet ﷺ showing generosity towards those who are vulnerable, from giving comfort to orphans to supporting the elderly, the Prophet ﷺ was the epitome of, exp of expressing his love and mercy to others through tangible actions. In fact, the Prophet ﷺ said it most, be most beautifully, and he said, you need to feed the hungry and pay a visit to the sick in another, in another narration. And we see the prophetic wisdom of our beloved Messenger ﷺ, and he used, how he used to help the people. And subhanAllah, this is a beautiful example of how we encouraged compassion towards the vulnerable during the times of hardship. And this is especially rele relevant to us today with this drought season, with the impact of the pandemic and this conflict conflicts that is going on around the world. Um, also, it is the quality of the believer that he should be giving food 
to those who are vulnerable. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has really encouraged us. Whereby when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he talks about the people of paradise and he says, And they feed people. They feed people who are in need. They feed people who are, who have been jailed and they're, and, and they're held captives. They feed them even if they themselves are in need of it. Now, someone might ask, what if I don't feed them? What happens to me? Well, this is a question that you're going to be asked on the Day of Judgment. And if, if this hadith that I'm going to narrate to you is not going to scare you, then I don't know what else will scare you. And since Allah mentioned feeding the poor after worshipping him and performing salah, it is no surprise that he will question us to whether we fulfill this obligation. Uh, we have a hadith that was narrated by Muslim. The Prophet ﷺ said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, Ya ibn Adam, ju'tu falam tut'imni. O son of Adam, I asked you for food and you did not feed me. Now, the servant will say, Oh Allah, how can I feed you when you are the lords of the world? And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell him, Did you not know that my servant so and so asked you for food and you did not feed him? Did you not know that had you fed him, you surely would have found that reward for doing so with me. Now, this is a narration that really, yani, we will be asked for, did we take part in the feeding process? It's just not a matter of, you know, raising awareness, but what did I do? What did you do, Shakombo? What did Abdul, Brother Abdul Wahab do? The brother from Al-Khair Foundation, what did, what did our listeners do? And the fact that Allah is going to ask us, we had an opportunity to feed people and we did not feed them. This is yani, the hadith, Allah rebukes a person with the powerful words, I asked you for food and you did not and you did not feed me. Now the question when Allah says, I asked you for food and you did not and you did not feed me. SubhanAllah, if you were if we were to imagine that every time a hungry person comes to us, it is Allah who's asking us to feed this person, we should not be able to turn them away. Even if all we had to give them was bread, even if all we had to give them was just water. Now, um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also in another hadith, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala encourages us to feed those who are in need. There's one narration that the Prophet ﷺ said, uh, indeed in paradise there are chambers whose outside can be seen from their inside, and their inside can be seen from the outside. Then one, one of the companions asked, Ya Rasulullah, who are they for? He said, for those who speak well, those who feed others, those who fast regularly, those who perform salah during the night while the people sleep. Now, in this narration, Allah, the Prophet ﷺ says there is a special place in paradise for them. And their houses that is in paradise for these people, those who people, and look at this description. The Prophet ﷺ says, indeed in paradise, there are chambers whose outside can be seen from the inside, and the inside can be seen from the outside. It's a very unique feature. But these are chambers and houses that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given specifically to those who feed others. Now, uh, we have a lot of narration, but lastly, one of the ways uh, you can know that feeding people could help you and standing by along our brothers, because the problem is right now the people, the, 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 the hunger, the drought that the people are facing right now is within our countries, within our border, even beyond our border. For example, in Kenya, we have from Tanariva, Garissa, Wajer, Mandera, uh, we have Baringo, Turkana. 
all these are areas whereby it's within our reach. And there are those who are outside our reach. For example, beyond the border, uh, there's past Liboye in Kenya, there's past Moyale in Ethiopia. All these people are suffering and we, we need to stand by them. And now, amongst the, amongst the features uh, uh, of the people of Hellfire is they do not feed people. When they asked, Ma salaka kum fi saqa? Why did you end up in hell? They said we ended up in hellfire because we never used to pray and we never used to feed the poor. Now, not feeding the poor and not stand and standing by the people when they're in need is, is one of the signs of someone being amongst the dwellers of hellfire. Now, if you find the characteristics in the Holy Quran that a certain characteristics is among the characteristics of the people of, of hellfire or it's among the characteristics of the dwellers of hellfire. You're supposed to keep away from it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts it very clearly. What made you end up in this point, in this specific place in hellfire? They just gave two, they gave two, two answers. We never prayed. Now look at, uh, not, not that he says, and we never used to feed the poor. Now, this is one of the best sadaqah if you have an opportunity uh, to save your, uh, feeding people. It will be an opportunity to save yourself from hellfire. I'll finish by this. <clears throat> There's a narration by Imam Bukhari, radiallahu anhu, rahimahullah, that the Prophet mentioned of a woman who had an opportunity uh, to save herself from hellfire by feeding a cat. But what happened is she ended up imprisoning that cat and did not feed that cat. And the Prophet said, a woman was punished because of her cat by imprisoning it until it died of hunger. And because of it, she entered the hellfire. And the Prophet was asked and he said, you did not. And when she was asked and then she was told, you did not feed it, nor give it water from when you imprisoned it. Now, if this what happens, on if you have an opportunity of feeding a cat and you did not do that, in fact, you let, you abandoned it and that lady ended up in hellfire. Now, what do you think of us uh, not taking seriously about human beings? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَقَدْ كَرَّمْنَا بَنِي آدَمٍ Now, <clears throat> other things that we can also do for the community is plant trees. We need to plant trees so that at least we could... Uh, we could reap and we could have situations whereby the, we could have forests in northeastern. Why, why, could, why don't we not have that? And planting trees is one of the best deeds. In fact, the Prophet ﷺ says in a hadith that was narrated by Muslim, no Muslim plants a tree, plants a tree or sows a seed, and then a bird or a human being or an animal eats from it, but, it's, it is from, it is, uh, but that it is a charity for him. Now, this hadith explains that Planting a tree is an opportunity, or, or sowing a seed is an opportunity for you to reach charity. Even if a bird eats from that tree, or a human or an animal eats from it, that is a sadaqah jariah. And when we think of giving food, we often associate it, we often associate it with one of charity, such as donating a food parcel or sharing a meal. But it can also gain the reward of continuous charity by providing a sustainable food source to someone in need such as giving them livestock and planting trees or poultry or other, other stuff. Now, generally speaking, um, 
that's those are the things that I wanted to mention. And we have an obligation towards the society, and we have an obligation towards the Muslims, and we have an obligation towards the community, we have an obligation towards the humanity, we have an obligation towards our fellow countrymen, we have an obligation towards every creature that lives. Um, it's an opportunity for all of us, and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us tawfiq. Barakallahu feekum. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, thank you so much uh, for the nuggets of wisdom. Um, Perhaps as Shakomba, I might ask, Sheikh, does it mean Allah is punishing us by bringing uh, droughts uh, to this area? As uh, when you note down on uh, Surah Al-Arafa, Ayah 133, that uh, sometimes Allah uses uh, drought uh, as a form of punishment. So will it uh, be a form of punishment per se if uh, I was to ask that? Uh, you can also have your closing remarks so that we can release you, Sheikh, before we bring in a brother from Al Khair, that is Muhammad Asra. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states in the Holy Quran, uh, We will test them. We will test them with different type of tests in this world before they are tested by the punishment on the Day of Judgment so that at least they go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a way of turning his slaves back to him, his servants, when they're disobeying and when they're turning away from him. Allah has his way of disciplining his servants. That is if he wants good for you. He wants you to come back to him. Even if it means that utafinyo kidogo rudinyuma. But does it mean that the drought that is currently happening is because of uh, sins and is a form of punishment? Uh, not necessarily. First of all, this is ilmul ghaib. This is hidden knowledge. I cannot talk on behalf of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nor is the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alive whereby you can ask him, uh, ask Jibril to tell you, to ask Allah if this is the case. I cannot, it will be very rude of me to say that that is what it means. But what I can tell is there is a verse in the Holy Quran that I had mentioned in Surah Al-Sajda. Allah has his ways of making people turn back to him. When people are disobedient and they feel like, okay, we cannot, we will keep on disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah knows how to discipline his slaves and his servants. But does this drought um, mean that it's a punishment from Allah? I would, I would not even think of saying that because I'll, I'll be talking on behalf of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nam shukran jazila shaykh for your insight and knowledge. Uh, I hope uh, we are going to take all the nuggets of wisdom that you shared with us in consideration and uh, put it to practice, inshallah. Um, as we release shaykh, uh, let's uh, dwell on the issue of this consortium. Um, that is the consortium of uh, Muslim organization. Um, Sheikh Muhammad Tariq, could you just give us a highlight uh, and detailed information about the consortium and tell us uh, who is helping, who is involved, and what are all these uh, organizations that are involved uh, during this uh, pandemic? Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Thank you for allowing me to explicate on what the consortium is all about, my brother. Okay, the Muslim Organizations Consortium of Kenya is basically a membership network of non-profit Kenya-based Muslim organizations involved or having interest in emergency-related 
and poverty eradication activities within Kenya. So our vision is to provide leadership and enhance capacities among members by facilitating networking and coordinating relevant activities. The mission is to converge non-profit Muslim Kenya-based organizations that work to assist people across Kenya through coordinating humanitarian and relief services to the most vulnerable. We are dedicated to alleviating human suffering, which correlates with our narrative, which is Muslims for humanity. So our core values, first one is integrity, which uh, translates to being, being committed to honesty, accountability and transparency in all our endeavors as per the teachings of Islam. The second one is professionalism, teamwork and excellence, the consortium values, effective teamwork and collaboration when delivering professional services to our beneficiaries. We strive to attain the highest standards in all that we do and we are committed to participatory decision-making. The third is innovativeness and creativity, which is pursuing innovative and effective solutions, creative ideas and ongoing improvement. Innovation is a key driver for our growth. Now, with regards to the, the organizations and et cetera, which are basically on the ground currently and what work they are doing, uh, with regards to, uh, the consortium, we are inshallah intending to uh, affect or basically respond to this drought as soon as possible. That is within the course of this week. We are just getting, getting the resources uh, in, uh, in order and uh, having the, uh, the needs assessment and everything in place so that we can, uh, we can respond effectively inshallah. So that's basically in, uh, in, in, our, in the pipeline. And with regards to the other organizations, I would like to start off by complimenting the national government, the efforts of the national government, the county governments, the NDMA, the Red Cross, Save the Children, Action Aid, and other relevant organizations who are intervening through cash transfer program programs, livestock vaccinations, providing of feeds for the livestock, rehabilitation and repair of strategic water boreholes, water trucking, and providing nutrition fees to children below ages of five. So these are basically the kind of interventions which other organizations as well as the county governments and the national government are responding uh, to, towards this uh, towards the most affected um, which are which have been which have been uh, uh, affected by this uh, current drought Nam for that uh, insight uh... Uh, into what the consortium uh, looks at and uh, is doing and the organizations that are also involved. Uh, probably, uh, let me also um, bring Corey uh, Abdul Wahab to the discussion too. Um, could you highlight uh, about how people or the other Wananchis who are far away from the Asal region could maybe contribute Um, uh, yeah, basically, I think uh, if you if you listened to Sheikh Jamaldin uh, and and all the points that he has uh, he has uh, he has uh, he has elucidated, very useful uh, for people far away, you know, to become responsible in terms of you know um, the duty to their fellow human beings, to to their fellow Muslims. 
uh, and contribute whatever they can be able to contribute. I remember a while back when we had a similar drought situation, we had um, we had um, a call Kenya for Kenyans, and and there was a pay bill where you know uh, people are encouraged to support other Kenyans, and and a lot of funds were raised. Uh, during that call. I think a similar thing, for example, can also be muted uh, so that uh, Muslims who feel like they want to uh, support maybe um, Muslims from, from, from Northern region and also part of the coast, which, which are also hit, can, can be able to contribute uh, through, 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 a similar, through a similar way. The other thing is basically to, um, to, 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 to get organized the way uh, this consortium uh, is uh, the consortium that our brother has just mentioned uh, is, is 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 organized so that uh, we can have numbers. Uh, we can have numbers in terms of uh, uh, you know organizations that have come together with a common purpose and a common goal, uh, being made up of you know uh, local uh, local Kenyan organizations teaming up. Probably having representation in all the counties, it, it makes coordination and and, and communication quite uh, quite uh, quite 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 easy. But generally, there's a lot that can be done if you know you are in Nairobi or you are in other parts of the country and you have relatives living in those northern counties. Please remember, they are going through very hard times. Uh, if if you have not been sending something home, uh, just make it a sadaka from you so that you can remember. Uh, those people back there, especially the children, women, and and the elderly who have actually who have actually suffered the brunt of 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 the drought, and also uh, remember them also in your prayers, uh, especially praying for rain, so that uh, you know it's only Allah's mercy that can reach everybody. Whatever we do is just going to be a drop in the ocean. But I think those are some of the few things that uh, I can I can remind ourselves that can be that can be done. Thank you, and over to you. Uh, thank you so much, Abdul Wahab, uh, for sharing that insight with us. Uh, could you have any information of, like, a projection of how long the drought might uh, last, perhaps? And is there a need for us to uh, create awareness as we are doing currently? Yes, I think as I mentioned earlier, <clears throat> we this is this is a slow onsetting disaster, and it started all the way from October last year when we missed the October, November, December rains in 2020, or rather we got it, but very very below average, and then uh, between March, April, May, the the rains which were supposed to be the long rains also were underperforming, and now we are looking at the next short rains coming between. November this year to December, October, November, December. So if this rain also fails, then I can only imagine, you know, uh, three seasons of, of lack of rain for, for people, especially in Northern Kenya, who depend on pasture and water for their livestock. Livestock is basically the livelihoods of the people there. And once that livelihood is destroyed, then... Uh, May Allah forbid the the, the 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 general life situation of the people. They don't have farms, uh, business and trade has has really gone down because of the COVID impact. Uh, insecurity has compounded uh, so many so many things. So according to the projections that we are reading and and we are receiving in terms of uh, the work we do, this is going to be a very very serious drought. Uh, 
of historical proportions if it doesn't rain between now and 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 december and and the and the and the and the, and the statistics are going to be dire especially in terms of mortality of livestock which is the main livelihoods of the people and 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 mark you god forbid but you know when livestock are gone the humans will be next on the line uh, and and that is how serious this drought can be and we only pray that uh, allah brings his nusra rain between now and december but if it doesn't fall then there is need for this kind of efforts to be to be to be to be, to be escalated uh, to be the, the, the advocacy the, the noise the, the 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 fundraising the the push needs to be there there has to be this noise has to be louder than it is now so that uh, uh, those brothers and sisters up in the north uh, and and by extension uh, in the countries bordering kenya immediately may 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 receive some 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 reprieve thank you and over to you i thank you so much uh, abdul wahab for that insight and your contribution uh, when when you're having a, a fruitful discussion time moves really fast uh, we are almost uh, 15 minutes into one hour of our bonganasi uh, discussion but let me bring in um uh, sheikh mohammed tarik uh, to also this discussion and father um please um what are some of the long term solutions are for example you ca- you could see uh, from uh, the israelis are able to have cultivations on their land despite it being uh, so um dire in regards to maybe the weather and also uh, the arid situation what are some of the long term solutions that for example the consortium can be able to achieve and and also in regards to like civic education or good leadership um jazakallah khair for giving me this opportunity brother actually i just wanted to um I just wanted to inform brother Kore who was uh, mentioning that you know if you could have a kind of uh, the same initiatives like what we had like for Kenya for Kenyans so alhamdulillah yes uh, as what brother my brother was mentioning alhamdulillah we do as a consortium have the same kind of approach which we had earlier on that is for Kenya for Kenyans but this time the narrative is basically uh, Muslims for humanity so we are basically out louding it out as muslims for humanity so all this muslim organizations muslim organizations which have come together uh, on this platform that is the kenya that is the muslim organizations of uh, uh, the muslim the muslim organi- muslim organizations consortium of kenya they are basically having the same goal that is we as muslims how we can be able to come together so that we can respond collectively towards humanity not only with the muslims but uh, or everyone in general so alhamdulillah that's uh, what we are doing and uh, we have got a payable number that is 13440003 134403 that is the payable number and uh, we have also got the bank account numbers etc if if anyone wants to contribute then they can get in touch with me inshallah So before I go into the long term interventions which we are planning as the consortium let me just uh, uh um come out and uh, speak about the short term interventions inshallah which we are intending to 
um, which we are intended, intending to respond with, inshallah, as the Muslim Organizations Consortium. The need to address the impact of the drought has considerably increased even after consideration of important contributions from the government and non-profit actors and donor interventions together. So all this basically coming together, it's still not enough. As the brother says that it's basically a, a drop in the ocean, no doubt about it. So we are inshallah just uh, complementing the efforts and as the Muslim organization in this context, in, in this context the Muslim organization's consortium inshallah is aiming to provide food packs which will include nutrition supplements for the malnourished children and the supply of clean drinking water to the most vulnerable families and their livestock in the most deserving interiors of the affected counties for the time the drought will persist inshallah and for that i'm sure you acknowledge that we require a lot of resources we need to gain a lot of resources so we implore to the muslim community or, or basically to all and sundry that they should come out uh, with all what they have as per what our brother jamaluddin has said that it's very important that it's it's basically an obligation upon us that we are supposed to come together and respond collectively towards this uh, disaster. So that's basically, uh, this, these are basically the short term, uh, this, this are, these are the uh, short term interventions, the immediate interventions, which inshallah we are planning to uh, uh, intervene with. And uh, for the long term interventions, inshallah, we intend to adopt the DRR, that is a disaster risk reduction approach through construction of water pans, dams, and to also provide operational cost-free water filters so as to empower the communities to become resilient in the face of emergencies of such nature in the future. So this is not, this is basically some of the, some of the uh, projects which I've just mentioned. We are also intending to do other projects which are disaster risk reduction uh, uh, related. So inshallah, that is also within our strategy, which we are planning to adopt in the future. So basically, uh, with the, the objectives which I've just mentioned, they require a lot of resources to be gathered together so that we can be able to respond effectively towards that. So for the above mentioned objectives to be achieved, the consortium has launched an appeal to all Muslims in particular, and everyone in general, to support the cause through whatever means they can. So, inshallah, by approaching, by having this, uh, by or by introducing this DRR approaches, Kareem, we will be able to, um, we will be able to make the communities resilient to whatever they are to, to basically this kind of disasters, which which are. Uh, which are which are going to be unfolding in the future, and it will also, inshallah, empower them to to assist themselves and to assist others who are in need. Nam shukran jazila. So basically, that's what I had to say. Nam shukran jazila for your oh, input. Uh, uh, very insightful, uh, Muhammad Tariq there from Al Khair. Um, for those who maybe have questions or suggestions or comments, kindly uh, send your DM to the Horizon TV uh, handle. 
and we'll be able to throw one or two questions when time allows us. Um, I'll, uh, maybe just to also poke a question to you, Muhammad um, Tariq. Some, I think, uh, probably Muslims are kind of reactive than being proactive. Just ponder on that. But let me uh, be able to, uh, let me ask uh, Abdul Wahab and... Uh, What's 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 your perception about uh, good leadership in regards to such kind of a situation, or is there a need for us to engage in civic education so that we are able to make better choices? Yeah, thank you, thank you very much. It's a good question. Uh, I think leadership generally, as a country, is is something that. Uh, is, is not as flattering as it should be, and, and particularly uh, when it comes to um, uh, northern Kenya, uh, you know, Muslim counties, uh, perhaps it is even more unflattering as it should be, because uh, I think if this, this drought has been uh, cyclic in, in, in this part of the, of the country, especially northern Kenya, you are either in the middle of a drought, or you are preparing to get out of one, or you are, you know, you are just struggling to prepare to get into one. So, so it's cyclic in such a way that it's predictable. It is known that trout will be here with us at a particular time, and, 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 and that cycle keeps on repeating every year and every year. So if we had very good leadership, I think they could have been planning. And, and I'm saying leadership generally, for, for, for the people in northern Kenya and also generally the Muslims, you know, generally, you know, these this regions keep on facing this uh, crisis on a cyclic basis. And, 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 and if there was any objective, and maybe this also eats into the question you had asked earlier, uh, if, if, there's, if there's been any serious thoughts about this and there's been leadership about this, then probably we would have had some plan uh, like, like for example, we 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 are we are facing very serious drought now, and when the rain comes, millions of liters of water will go to waste, and and then after a few months it's dry again, and and we start you know uh, crying out loud that there there is no water for our livestock, there is no water for our. While it would have been easy with good planning and prudence for this water to be harvested and 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 stored for the for the lean period. Uh, and, and and I think something very serious, which is a problem uh, generally in this country, I don't know whether it is the, the globalization or, or, or whatever. I think uh, this, call, this thing about Amana and, and Masulia, you know, I, I think sheikhs are not, not very, I'm not a sheikh, but I think sheikhs need to concentrate on this question about Amana and, and Masulia. You know, people take Amana that they will do X, Y, Z for the people and on behalf of the people. But at the end of the day, they fail the people miserably. They don't fulfill the promises they make, especially those who are who get elected. So, so the question of leadership is a question I think that needs to be uh, focused on very seriously. We we need to talk in the mosques about leadership and how Muslim leaders need to treat their people, and and how Muslim leaders need to plan for their people. Uh, look at you know the, the situation in the north. Uh, look at even 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 in education when 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 exams results come out you hardly find muslim institutions you know very few of them make it to the top uh, and and generally we are just associated with 
uh, you know, under performance, you know, emergencies we, where we have to cry for help all the time. And yet Allah has enabled us to have a lot of resources, especially with the, with the coming of the, of the counties. We, are, we, are, we, are, we have billions, billions going to the counties we have in northern Kenya. And if those billions uh, are planned for properly, I think we could be solving maybe 75% of the problem that has been cyclic with us all along. Thank you. And over to you. Uh, thank you so much, Abdul Wahab uh, Ibrahim, for sharing those sentiments with us. Uh, just to play the devil's advocate, uh, and to you, Muhammad Tariq, are Muslims reactive rather than being proactive? Well, um, actually, <laughs> if you are basically talking about the Muslims being reactive rather than being proactive, then I should say that uh, they are basically being reactive. We should be basically being proactive so that we are, we are, going, we are supposed to, as brother said, that uh, we have to have plans so that we can be able to deliver and we be able to face this kind of uh, uh, disasters in an appropriate manner. So if you could, if, if basically when you are saying that, you know, the, pro, the Muslims are basically reactive, then yes, they are. But what we should be doing is, inshallah, we should be pro, being proactive and we should sensitize that so that uh, when we are, uh, when, when this kind of emergencies occur, we, are, we have got a plan of how to go about it. So uh, in, in terms of being proactive, it, as as I've mentioned, as as has been mentioned, that you know our leaders, it falls on the leadership. The board, the basically the the responsibility falls on our leadership. That we they are the ones who are supposed to make the Muslims proactive. So inshallah, if we are going to uh, sensitize this with our leaders, and it's it it basically starts off, off with our leaders, then inshallah, uh, it's also going to trickle down to the Muslim community. And if it's going to be affected with the Muslim community, then yes, uh, we are going to uh, we are going to basically face these challenges which are which, which are coming on our way uh, in uh, more effectively, inshallah. Um, shukran, Jazila. I can also see on the Twitter handle Mohammed of the Kadir says, uh, "Poor planning is the main issue in the northern Kenya. The cycle, the cycle of." The cycle is drought, floods, and conflict, but no contagious plans at local level uh, governments. Uh, just to bring you in, uh, Abdul Wahab, as we finish up, I see time is running on our side. Uh, any last uh, uh, sentiments that you could share and advice perhaps to uh, Muslims and Kenyans at large? Thank you very much. Once again, I thank you and uh, Horizon TV for this platform. It is uh, timely and it is most welcome. I, I wish this kind of topical issues which affect people's lives would be much more you know, highlighted uh, and, and there would be more sessions like this going forward. I pray for that. Personally, I will be willing and ready to participate in each and every one of them wherever, whenever it is possible. Uh, the, 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 the final thing I will say is that, as I had said earlier, especially when we are talking about the drought, uh, the latest forecasts indicate that we'll see depressed rainfall in all the coastal counties and, and, and also the northeastern counties. Uh, and, and in November to December, if the rains doesn't come, 
uh, we are going to see the more highly depressed situation in those counties, particularly Mandera, Wajia, and, and parts of Garissa, Isiolo, and Marsabit. We are going to see a lot of depression in those areas. Uh, and, and, and generally, households uh, right now have large food consumption gaps reflected by high acute malnutrition. And as the situation worsens, the households will deplete the essential livelihood assets and may be able to mitigate the growing large food consumption gaps only through emergency response. And, and, and if there's anything we can do between now and, and that time, especially between now and December, uh, then I would urge all Muslims, all Kenyans uh, to take this matter seriously and help those people in need. Otherwise, thanks once again to, you, to, to, to Mohammed for a good facilitation, to the members who've joined to listen in and to Horizon TV for providing this platform. It is timely and most welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Abdulwahab Ibrahim, there for the words of wisdom and sharing in uh, the sentiments and also uh, bringing us to speed with the situation on the ground. Um, as we close in our discussion, uh, Brother Muhammad Tariq, what's needed for us to prepare for this kind of drought in the near future? Well, uh, what's needed is uh, we need to sensitize from now on that uh, we should be well prepared and we should adopt uh, the disaster risk reduction approaches so that uh, if this uh, droughts again reoccur, then we can we are basically be able to curb the the impacts which we are going to which 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 are being felt when we are not going to be prepared. So that's what basically needs to be done. So from, from henceforth, we should basically sensitize that uh, we need to get prepared for that. Uh, perhaps as we wind up uh, with your closing remark, uh, are you able maybe to gather data to be able to do that? Yes, absolutely. We can be able to do that. As our... As, as our um, uh, team is basically on the ground doing the needs assessment. We are also looking at how we can be able to uh, in, in, intervene into those kind of villages which are basically really hard hit and how we can be able to uh, equip them with uh, resilience materials and for the future so that they can be able to um, they can be able to face this kind of uh, disasters in the future more effectively. Thank you very much for uh, participating and ensuring that we get uh, all these sentiments and uh, um, the message that is home to most of, uh, most of us. Uh, we really appreciate your time on this uh, space. Uh, Bonga Nasi has been uh, a, a very good platform for us to be able to share and uh, resonate. Uh, perhaps we should do this more often so that we can be able to have uh, a, a platform where we create um, awareness to the larger majority, inshallah. Uh, thank you so much for all those who have participated into this uh, discussion, Brother Abdul Wahab. Uh, thank you so much for your insightful and uh, knowledge in regards to how the whole situation looks like. And brother uh, Muhammad Tariq, shukran jazila. May Allah bless all of us for this uh, intervention. 
and uh, we also thank Sheikh Jamaluddin who had an emergency and who had an emergency and uh, was able to join us for the little while I hope we all were able to uh, get the knowledge and inspiration that uh, was shared by him uh, thank you so much uh, my name is Muhammad Shakombo on behalf of Horizon TV I would like to wish you a good night and may Allah bless all of you for lending us an ear. Ma'asalaam. Horizon TV Lanzuri na yasifika Niongozo ya dini ya tufunza vema Kuipenda ya tubidi wazina sema Emu la tuhifadhi daima Emu la tuhifadhi daima Dawa 